2: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods.
1: That is exactly what I needed to hear.
2: Thank God someone here knows what you're talking about. That's
3: a- American All
1: right, You need to take the time and get the full picture.
4: Don't get
5: me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they read my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady.
4: This sake yeah. Keep your voice down. Your
2: father's listening to the radio. I'm not I'm This
0: is the Annie Fry Show. Yeah, Bill, good morning. We're hearing from a few different cell phone providers this morning. Both Verizon and T-Mobile say their networks are operating normal. Adding any indications of service interruptions are likely customers having trouble connecting to another network. And it sounds like that other network could be AT and T. The company just released this statement, saying, "Quote: Some of our customers are experiencing wireless service interruptions this morning. We are working urgently to restore service to them. We encourage the use of Wi-Fi calling until service is restored." Now, this is a map from DownDetector.com. They track outages. You can see some of the areas experiencing the most problems. Cities like Atlanta, Dallas, Houston. According to downdetector.com, at around 4 a.m. Eastern time, 32,000 AT&T outages were reported. That number then surged to 71,000 reported outages just before 8 a.m.
4: So have you had any of this experience today yourself? Uh, That is the question that we have for you on the AnyFry YouTube live chat poll. Was your cell service disturbed today, yes or no? Interesting information coming out about what is causing this. I heard somebody out in our like kitchen kitchenette area say something about a solar flare. I haven't seen that report. Have you? That
3: was a uh, it was a weather reporter on Oklahoma on an Oklahoma local station that said that.
4: Sounds totally legit. And I have heard people say like Fox News. There's no story out from Fox News that says Hey, this is a cyber attack and this is why we know. But there is a headline that says pharmacies across the country report outages in wake of cyber attack. And I'm like, where's the story before the one that references the cyber attack that is causing, calling this a cyber attack? We don't have the details yet. And I don't want to report on speculation, but this is quite a big deal. And I think a lot of people are asking themselves at this point in time. Uh, what is it that is taking place and how am I going to be prepared if something like this were to happen bigger? Fox News has a story that they published 30 minutes ago. Rubio warns Chinese cyber attack will be 100 times worse. On Twitter, he wrote, I don't know the cause of the at and outage, but I do know it will be 100 times worse when China launches a cyber attack on America on the eve of a Taiwan invasion. And it won't be just cell service they hit. It will be your power, your water, and your bank. Happy day. <laughs> what a Thursday. So I'm, I'm just going over the news stories here, and I'm trying to think of, you know, trying to put the pieces together here for you so that I can make sure I bring you up to date. And it looks like those pieces aren't um, all coming together yet in a in an understandable way. I did just say to Brad, you know, we just heard last week, hey, there's a big... We need to make the public aware of a threat. And and then Speaker Mike Johnson did that little presser in the hall mm-hmm. and was like, everything is under control. And we were like, okay. And then we just moved on. There's <laughs> like
3: nothing to see here. I
4: want to move back to that. Is this related? Yes or no? I don't know the answer to that. I have questions. I would like some answers. Um, this is the leading story on Fox right now. Russian President Vladimir Putin flew on a nuclear-capable strategic bomber on Thursday in a likely move to flaunt Russia's nuclear capabilities and defiance of the West. Moscow said Putin took a brief flight on a modernized Tu-160M bomber, codenamed Blackjacks by NATO. State media showed Putin, 71, taking off in the giant plane from a runway belonging to this, the factory in Kazan, which makes the supersonic aircraft. The plane landed less than an hour later, Russian news agency TASS TASS, reported Moscow did not provide specifics on its flight path, which is considered a military secret, according to Kremlin spokesman Peskov. So that's there. How does this make you feel on a day? Maybe you had service disrupted. I did not. I um, happen to have T-Mobile. T-Mobile doesn't seem to be as affected as specifically AT&T. Um, I, from what I understand, everyone's getting very familiar with the idea of Wi-Fi call- calling right now, but Wi-Fi is not always reliable. Brad, who's your carrier?
3: What was your experience? I have Verizon. Today? I didn't know anything about it until I got here, and Mark was freaking out in the morning.
4: They, Mark covered it all morning. Yeah, yeah.
3: And so he came in. He's like, "Is your cell phone working?" I was like, "Yeah, full bars." Why? What's going on? I what. You know, I, I got up a little early and came in to work a little earlier today, and I didn't I didn't have any issue with it. I listened to a podcast my whole way in, so it wasn't affecting my internet car- carrier. It wasn't affecting anything on on my end with Verizon.
4: I mean, this very likely could be a developing story throughout the course of the show, and any news that is breaking on this particular issue, any explanations, you, you know, like. Brad, do you know a lot about solar flares?
3: (laughs) I know that they happen from the sun, and if they're big enough, they can affect radio frequencies. And that's about the extent of my knowledge of them.
4: I know that in the world of being prepared, uh, some people call it prepping, that a lot of people think of the most nefarious bad actor scenario that could develop that would cause you to need to have your own supply of guns and ammunition and food and water source and so on and so forth. But there are ways that n- mother nature itself can affect our power grid and solar flares is one of those things. So maybe it's, maybe it's that, maybe it's mother nature. Maybe it's not Vladimir Putin. Maybe it's not the ineptitude that is oozing out of the white house in Washington, DC. Maybe it's all three. <laughs> I don't know, but I am very interested in in bringing that information to light as soon as we have the information to bring to light. Does this does this make you, Brad, raise an eyebrow enough to distract
3: you? A little bit. I mean, the way it is right now, I feel inconvenienced. Like, this is an inconvenience. But, again, my mind is one of those minds that will go, okay, well, what if this isn't an inconvenience and what if this is, is like you were saying, an attack? Or even if it was like a solar flare or something along those lines... How long is it going to be out and how much service is going to be interrupted? Because it gets me thinking about all the stuff that we do, that you and I do, specifically on the show, but in a wider range of what is affected by, sol, uh, by, by cellular coverage, by uh, Internet availability and all of that other stuff. And it makes me think. It's like, man, we are really, really, really reliant on this technology.
4: Yeah. Ender on YouTube says aliens. I had not
3: considered that. <laughs> Crap. I hope they're small. They land. These people are giant.
4: Why is it that the idea of an alien being like ten feet tall is just significantly scarier than if they're like
3: just really little?
4: (laughs) What if they're cute? What if they are like happy gremlins?
3: They could be. They They welcome them. Happy travelers.
0: Yeah.
4: Gremlins always remind me of Shih Tzus, and I (laughs) grew up having a Shih Tzu in the house, and the Shih Tzu's name was Rocky. And then he died, and then my mom got one that looked exactly like Rocky and then named that next one Rocky. <laughs> I'm like, how long can you
3: do this? So, well, how many Rocky movies were there?
4: Oh, I was going to say, I call them Rocky, too. Uh, but, I mean, th- th- that those dogs live a long time. I think mm-hmm. the first one lived 18 years, 20 years. I don't know. Ooh. I think in my mind they're the same dog. I don't know if I've <laughs> actually separated them. I don't know. I'm uncomfortable about it. I think if I had more confidence in our leadership, mm-hmm. if it's again, solar flare, something that is out of our hands and we would maybe if, if it affected the whole world, we'd have to lock arms with Russia and China and Iran because we'd all be like an Independence Day.
3: Yeah. Today we celebrate our Independence Day. Like, it's like it was We
4: need to make the world independent of our new overlords. The sun. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but I don't look at I mean, Joe Biden probably doesn't know how to operate his phone. Let alone know if it's not functioning correctly. I don't I don't I don't have much confidence. Period. I guess that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> something else. But but I am uncomfortable with the situation. I don't have an interruption. You didn't have an interruption. Uh Leah didn't have any interruption. But I was supposed to have Well, I did. I had a meeting at eleven o'clock today. Very excited to be welcoming Point Pass Control on as a sponsor of the show. And we're gonna be Uh, talking to you about them. They're the ones who made my home spider-free. So, Point Pest Control may, in fact, be some of my favorite people that exist on the planet. No spiders in my home. Haven't seen a single bug in my house since Point Pest Control came out and treated it. But I was supposed to meet with them at 11. I was texting with uh, our great uh, account representative, Ellen, and I was texting her. I'm like, hey, got an early meeting. Uh, are, Are we meeting on Zoom? Or am I supposed to go meet them somewhere? Are they coming in? And she just wasn't responding. And I'm starting to be like, Ellen, come on. I need to talk to you. And then I was like, Oh, she might be one of the people who is being disrupted. So I sent her an email and she got back. She just immediately got back to me and it's like, yeah, this is a huge problem. <laughs> so if you're, in, if you're in the business of sales, if you're in the business of marketing or communications, today might be a difficult day to get your job done. And today might be a good day to create some workarounds or some plan Bs that might be in place for the next time this happens God forbid that it does. Um, Vicky uh, says to our YouTube live chat poll, was your cell service to serve today? Yes or no. She says my work phone. Yes. Her personal phone. No. Betsy says no, but I'm Android and have heard it seems to be affecting iPhones. Um, something about SOS next to Wi-Fi. I don't know what that means. Russell says, yes, my cell phone was affected, but my wife's cell phone was not affected and we are on the same plan. That makes no sense.
3: The SOS is where your signal is. It would say SOS instead of your On an bars. iPhone? Yeah.
4: Okay. I don't understand so that
3: because I don't have an yeah, iPhone. It's an emergency-only call situation. Okay. But you can't make emergency calls, right? Well, that's what they're saying.
4: Because I, I read, I was uh, I think it was Monroe County, was saying that their text messaging was working now. So if you had a 911 need that you could send in a text message. I, man, that's not good. Uh, Ender says, nah, Verizon for the win. So it sounds like Verizon is currently the uh, champion. T-Mobile, I have T-Mobile, I haven't had any issues, but I I wouldn't get too boastful right now because (laughs) you never know. Uh, Bobo says, no, mine wasn't, T-Mobile as service. And Andy says, mine was down, but service resumed around 11.15. That's another thing I'd love to hear from y'all if you're still experiencing disruption as we monitor this throughout the course of the day. Hans von Spikowsky is going to be with, be with us here in about seven minutes. And I'm going to get an update with him on the Fonnie Willis scenario or situation, I should say, in Fulton County, Georgia. We spoke yesterday with Will Sharf a lot about the Trump cases and what Donald Trump is facing. And we didn't get into the Fonnie Willis stuff with him. And I could have done a whole nother hour discussing that, those stories with, um, with Will Sharf, And we'll have him back every time we have him on. You guys are all like, come back again soon. And we are basically asking the same thing. But it looks like the timeline for the Fonnie Willis trial is going to happen sometime next week, I believe. Fox News reports both sides in Georgia's high profile election interference case involving former President Trump are preparing their final arguments over whether Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis should be disqualified over her personal relationship with a special prosecutor on the case, Nathan Wade. After a drama-filled two-day hearing on the motion to disqualify Willis, the public is now waiting for the next steps. First up is an in-camera hearing with Judge Scott McAfee and the defense's so-called, quote, star witness, Terrence Bradley. A source confirmed to Fox News, this hearing has been set for Monday. So we're not going to have any resolution uh, this week, today, or tomorrow on this trial, but the judge now has to... Uh, make a make a ruling here, and we'll see when that occurs. Bradley could barely get a word out during his testimony last Friday, as lawyers for the state as well as Bradley's own lawyer both called out objections to nearly every question. The argument centered on whether Bradley's testimony would violate attorney-client privilege, since he was Wade's divorce lawyer at the time. So, Hans is going to tell us coming up. We we spoke to him last Thursday. This testimony was last Thursday. Yes, we're sitting in the studio. I got Fox News on my left and my right, and I've got all of the content for the show in front of me in paper form, hanging up on by tape in different places. I got a lot of information that I can take in at any given time during the course of the show. But we're watching. It is something to behold. Go back and watch when, when Fannie Willis walks into the courtroom mm-hmm. and look at the female lawyer, her female lawyer, yeah. sitting at the table going, What are you doing? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, She's like, she... your dress is on
4: backwards. <laughs> Not a good look. Nobody knew that until the end. That's just an unbelievable side note. Completely doesn't have anything to do with the trial, except for the fact that if it were a Trump surrogate, if Ivanka Trump went up there and had mm-hmm. her dress on backwards, it would be part of the story.
3: Yeah. Well, what's odd about that is I saw somebody, and this was a lady online, she said she looks like she got ready in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned a bunch of stuff that you had mentioned, too, and I don't remember all the things, but yeah. there's a lot that goes into well, wearing sitting, a dress. I'm apparently, I'm
4: sitting in here talking to Brian and Brad, and we're watching this testimony. And Fonnie Willis walks in, and I, um, as a female, observe how other. Fe- I, I am constantly looking at how the women on Fox News dress, and mm-hmm. I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. I in 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 out of respect to them. I loved Fonnie Willis's dress, mm-hmm. even backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I voted when I saw people posting it online. I was like, I, I think it was an. Was it an Adriana Papel or something like that? And I was like, I would buy that dress. But I'd wear it forwards. But I was talking about the way she was wearing it. Was n- There were things that most women in her position would do to prepare to put that dress on that I had noticed that she had not. Hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. That Ryan and Brad had no, no. idea. <laughs> yeah, this is going <laughs> like, to break. What?
3: This is going to, like, pop a lot of ladies heads like I didn't notice it was her dress was even on backwards until somebody pointed it out to me so
4: um I I, timelines are always interesting to me because timelines matter but also when does the story when do we get a conclusion to the story because the longer that we don't have a ruling from the judge the longer this kind of lingers out there and people start making hay out of what exists but what exists isn't the finality of the story, and we need the finality of the story. And I think it's incredibly important to remember that if Fonnie Willis is disqualified from this case, that doesn't in any way, shape, or form automatically mean that Donald Trump is off the hook. We, I think Hans last uh, week, because what I was saying is we ended up covering that that hearing, and we're asking ourselves, do we keep going with this coverage? Do we keep airing this and not air our show, but air the coverage? And I was like, I think we should. Brad afterwards was like, that was the right call. To, to put that on the air. But we talked to Hans right before she took the stand. And so we kind of had it set up, and then she goes to take the stand, and then everything went nuts. So we're going to catch up with Hans when we come back, get the timeline, get the likelihood of the outcome in his uh, expert opinion, and see where the Fulton County case against Donald Trump might rest after next week. So let's take a quick break. Make sure you come by and vote on your phones. You're not doing anything with your phones anyway because they don't work. Right? Well, maybe they do. And if so, then you need to go vote no in the YouTube live chat poll. Was your cell service disturbed today? Yes or no? Come by the Annie Fry Show on YouTube. Just type in Annie Fry, F-R-E-Y, live broadcast. We're broadcasting live right there. And the live chat portion is where you cast your vote. Leave a comment. Make sure you subscribe while you're there and say hi. We'd love to talk to you. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra,
2: and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows
1: nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: Are you aware that Fulton County requires you to disclose any relationship with someone that you're doing business with?
1: I'm not aware. And I know often that time things are confused with state constitutional officers in county, but I'm not aware. Okay. So it's not your, so it's your understanding that you don't have a duty to disclose the relationship. Please answer that question. Let's keep going.
3: We the people
1: of the United
3: States. More perfect. More form of our perfect union.
2: Heritage legal expert, Hans von Spakovsky.
4: Hans, I think when we were talking to you last week, we kind of heard, had heard some of the earlier testimony in this trial, but Fannie Willis had not yet taken the stand. And boy, did she come in a blaze of glory or something to take that witness stand.
1: Boy, she did, and look, I had heard, I think I may have told you, I had heard privately from people who actually work for Fulton County Government that she is uh, an arrogant diva inside the office, and boy, didn't that come across in the way she basically, instead of answering questions, argued argued with the lawyers and accused them of wrongdoing, all the kind of things that, as a witness, you are not allowed to do, and yet the judge, except for a couple times saying, "Well, I may have to strike your testimony," he he let her get totally out of control. And I was, I can't tell you how disappointed I was in the judge not doing anything about it.
4: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about her behavior, the the position that that judge is in. I'm not, I'm not aware of courtroom, um, I guess, attitude and the way that it's supposed to be handled, but it seems like. Every time I've taken stuff in, there's so much respect and decorum that is supposed to take place because it's incredibly intense. The situation, there's a lot at stake in, you know, every court trial that takes place. Did she get more leash because of who she is? Was it on the judge because he was weak about it? What do you make of of the decorum?
1: The judge was weak on it. The fact that she's a prosecutor should not give her any leeway to act uh, in the outrageous way that she acted in the courtroom. It was his job to get her under control, even if that meant uh, not only threatening her with contempt, but finding her in contempt and fining her for do that for for much less outrageous behavior. Keep in mind that Donald Trump has been fined. In cases, certainly in the New York case, he, he was fined anywhere from five to $10,000 by the judge for behavior that I think wasn't anywhere close to as bad uh, as the behavior of Fannie Willis in court.
4: Why would the judge have been so lenient?
1: I, I don't understand it. Now, I've seen a report just recently that, in fact, Uh, He was a political contributor Mm. to Fannie (laughs) Willis when she ran for office, which, frankly, uh, he should have recused himself. He, He should have taken him out of that case. Um, I don't think he should have remained on the case if he was a political contributor to her.
4: We're speaking with Hans von Spakovsky, Senior Legal Fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Every single time we cover these stories, there are, it seems like, conflicts of interest like this. And it makes me ask myself, well, maybe you can't avoid all conflicts of interest. I would hope that you could. Do, does it, do you think that the judge takes in the post-game coverage of that trial, criticism of the way he handled it? Does any of that affect the way the judge does his job?
1: Well, you know, there was, there was someone that once famously said that um, Supreme Court justices do read the editorial pages of the Washington Post and the New York Times, so it's uh, hard to imagine that it might not uh, influence him. I, I just hope that he understands that he has got an obligation to the judicial system to do the right thing here, and it was very obvious from the testimony that not only have... Um, Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade been lying to the courts, uh, but but there many of their other actions are clearly uh, unethical, unprofessional, and she neither she nor Nathan Wade nor anyone in her office should be on this case.
4: Hans, when you know when, when I think a lot of people look at this and they don't understand the legal system in, in many ways that I don't understand it or don't know what to anticipate, which is why we have you on. If funny loses or is disqualified from this case, people will think, "Okay, well, Donald Trump wins." But it's not that simple. What what's no. at stake in the ruling that will come from this judge?
1: Well, I think uh, this ruling will determine whether an extremely biased, partisan, political hack remains the prosecutor in this case and i hate to use that kind of language but she has shown that throughout this entire case what the judge needs to do is dismiss her and her entire office from handling it and follow uh, georgia case law which says that in situations like this uh you recuse the entire office of a prosecutor and you transfer the case to another county where that district attorney can re examine the case and determine whether it should be continued. That's what ought to happen in this case.
4: We're speaking with Hans von Spikowski with the Heritage Foundation, a, se- a senior legal fellow there. Am I understand that you're at CPAC right now. Is that, is that true? Uh, I,
1: I am. If you just heard a little bit of background noise, yes, because uh, I'm at CPAC and it's uh, pretty busy here and there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people uh, attending.
4: That's good. That, that's good that there's that interest level there. I wanted to. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk about one of the things that Donald Trump said. I don't know if you watched the town hall that he had with Laura Ingram, but she said at one she asked him at one point. Is there ever a time where you just want to say, I've had enough, I quit? And his quick response was, I can't. I want to make Mer- America great again. When I compare what he has, what's been levied against him in the E.G. Carroll case, and I add in the New York City uh, fraud case and the punitive damages, the way that they're attacking and watching Letitia James. I don't know why she's always whispering when she's in these interviews, but it's the weirdest thing to take in talking about how she looks at 40 whatever his building is uh, in New York City every day. It's 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 actually kind of sick to take in how much they need to get Donald Trump. I understand why he'd want to quit, but he says he doesn't want to. I don't understand how we get even if he wins in November How does the justice system start serving justice once again and not a political party?
1: Boy, I tell you, that's going to be very tough. Um, I mean, the good thing is, is that if he comes in as president, he will have control over the U.S. Justice Department. And the U.S. Justice Department needs a clean sweep from top to bottom. There are many, many lawyers there. And frankly, Many individuals within the FBI, which is part of the Department of Justice, who, who need to be terminated. They need to be shown the door. Uh, the door. And there's all kinds of reforms that need to go on there to stop what has happened with DOJ and the FBI, which is um, engaging in, frankly, political investigations and political uh, prosecutions. Look, look, we just saw a great example of the dual system of justice that has come in. You know, that special report on Joe Biden says that he willfully retained classified materials after he left office. That is exactly Vice the President. same thing. <laughs> the that, Vice that, President that, office.
0: That, yeah.
1: Yeah, the Vice President. Office. That is exactly the same thing that Donald Trump is being criminally prosecuted for under the espionage act and yet the recommendation is that Uh, after Biden leaves office, he not be prosecuted. Come on. That that shows you the kind of dual system we have going on.
4: It is outrageous. And Americans on both sides of the aisle should be outraged that anybody who's in power can utilize the justice system in this way to hurt political opponents. I'm old enough to remember when the House Democrats impeached Donald Trump, because they said that he was using that phone call with Zelensky to go after a political opponent. They impeached the president over that. They've emboldened the current president to do the same thing to his political opponent. And yet here we are. Um, So you said that there are lawyers, there are people in the Justice Department. They need to be shown the door. Does Does the president of the United States have the ability to do that?
1: He has the ability to fire every single political appointee that Joe Biden has put in. And they they ought to be uh, out the door on the first day of a new president coming in. Getting rid of career lawyers, and there are some very bad ones at the Justice Department, that is much tougher. And frankly, one of the biggest things that Congress ought to do is reform the whole civil service system to get rid of many of the protections that make it impossible to fire uh, career civil servants. Because I, let me tell you, Many of the career lawyers I encountered when I was at the Justice Department um, considered themselves to just be an adjunct of their one, their side of the political aisle, and they shouldn't be um, in the Justice Department.
4: Do you feel like Donald Trump has – do you feel like that's something that he would want to do based on what you've heard him say? Should he be elected? Does he – have the stones, so to speak, to go into the White House and take care of what needs to be taken care of?
1: Well, if, if he does what he if he fulfills his promises. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he does, particularly given that he 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 was at the, the wrong end yeah. of so many problems, uh, even when um, he was president and you you had. Bad people inside the FBI and the Justice Department, uh, you know, going after him for two years on what turned out to be a complete and total hoax.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, he was okay. So he was president for four years. I've heard a lot of people say, why didn't he take care of the Justice Department when he was president in his first term? Was he too soft on the bad apples that were in the Justice Department when he was in there in his first four years?
1: I think the problem was that there wasn't enough frankly, um, background checking of individuals who were politically appointed. That's very tough for president to do because he has several thousand political appointees. And I think next time, if he is elected president, he's going to be a lot more careful about who he uh, puts in the positions of power within the Justice Department and, frankly, other departments, too.
4: Yeah. Hans, I would imagine it'd be easier for him to uh, kind of have that iron fist when he also isn't looking at the need or the necessity for reelection. You can kind of go in and
1: uh, take care of That is always true. Yes.
4: Hans, enjoy CPAC. We look forward to finding out about your experience there next week. Thanks for being with us today.
1: Sure thing. Anytime.
4: All right. Bye-bye. Uh, Hans von Spikowski, live at CPAC, Senior Legal Fellow at the Heritage Foundation, a former FEC Commissioner to DOJ lawyer, and our friend here on Thursdays on the Annie Fry Show. We're going to speak with Tyrus in the one o'clock hour, so stick around for that. We're also giving away James Taylor tickets today. You want to win a couple tickets to go see James Taylor for free? We would love to uh, give those to you, so make sure you're listening. We'll say in the 2 o'clock hour, Brian Wiggins will give those away then. But he'll be in studio next for Wiggins America. More overrated places you may have visited. Stick around for that and go vote in the anyFry Fry YouTube cha- uh, live chat poll. Was your cell service disturbed today? Yes or no? We want to hear from you.
5: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four
2: amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
0: Wiggins!
5: Oh! Wiggins! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I bring to you again more places that uh, the travel blog Explored Planet is saying if you've been there, you wasted your time. And uh, <laughs> I want to know.
4: What a wonderful
0: topic.
5: <laughs> well, I thought these this were is interesting last to, time. These just to more.
4: inform people that if you've done this, you've wasted your time? But you know
5: what? Yes, but also. Don't go there if you haven't. That's more, maybe, more important. Maybe yeah. Maybe take that angle instead of yeah. <laughs> you, you you wasted your life. Yeah. Tune uh, in the Annie
4: Fry Show to find out all the mistakes you've made. Yeah,
5: there's things you've done in your life that you should not have done, and mm-hmm. we're gonna cover those in this segment. Uh the first one is Kentucky's Ark Encounter and Creation Museum.
3: Says them. Says
5: yeah. them. I have been to this one. Has anybody else been? Yes. You have? Yes. I'd like to go.
3: Recently? Uh I went it was shortly after it first opened.
5: Okay, so that would have been 2017, uh, 18, something some, like that? Something like that, yeah. Because I just went last year, and I, uh, I disagree because the spectacle of how big yes. that arc is was incredible. However, after being awed by the size of that arc, which is built to spec, it wasn't something we loved after it, it that. It fooled you with science, I don't know. It was, I think maybe the age of my kids. That might have been a part of it, that they kind of wanted to run through it. And it was a lot of
3: educational yes, it, stuff. So, like, if you've ever been to it, it is a very much, it's 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 an educational experience. Yeah,
4: were you expecting the flood, too? <laughs> well,
3: I was hoping there'd be right. some rides. Okay. Ryan was looking for rides. This is the Ark Encounter. I want to slide down a draft neck. Tickets.
4: what is it, the, right is hippo. the Pirates' one? <laughs> the,
3: the Buccaneer? Yeah, it just swings back <laughs> yeah, and,
5: and
2: forth. It's not like that. Throw water on the right whole like arc
3: to go back and forth. Where are the elephants? No, but they, I mean you walk through the ark, and the it's it's built on the designs that are in the Bible, and they show ways that a they could that that many people could have managed that many animals and all and this and other stuff.
4: Be like the Buccaneer.
3: <laughs> now we're on
4: to
5: something. Now you're paying because it wasn't cheap to get in. That's actually what the blog says. Is that they don't really criticize anything that they other than they say it's a little overpriced, and I I would kind of agree with that. Although, gosh. It had to have been a lot to build that yeah. thing, and there wasn't a lot of. It's not like a theme park where you have investors no. that are looking to gain money back out. It's, this is a ministry. This is yeah, and it's more of a museum than a theme park. It is. Does the
4: money made go to a cause?
5: Um, it it's probably part of that nonprofit. Uh, I don't think anybody's making money uh, off of the ticket sales. It goes to basically sustain itself. Answers in Genesis.
3: Is I the would
4: organization. yes. I would still
3: like to go. I would recommend. And it. if
4: I went, I, it would be like the first thing I did that day. Or a portion of the day. It's not like you take a weekend.
5: Well, that's what we did. We took a weekend. Well, maybe
4: that was wrong. And we went. <laughs> maybe that we was a mistake and waste of time. <laughs> we went
5: there first, and then we went to Creation Museum, which is almost on the Ohio border. It's not mm-hmm. right by there.
4: So you did more than just go to the Ark.
5: We did more than the Ark. We did the over two days and two days in a row with a at the time five year old. It was a little much because there wasn't enough rides. If the, if the thing had moved like the Buccaneer it would have been a little bit more exciting. Um, So I don't necessarily say that that is a waste of time, but do be prepared to spend a little money when you go. Uh, The next one is Graceland. Has anybody been to Graceland?
3: No. No.
5: No, Leah? No. I haven't either. Uh, They say, are you a huge Elvis Presley fan? If so, then even you might not enjoy a trip to Graceland (laughs) in Tennessee. Many still love the king, but his Graceland mansion is a waste of a tourist attraction. It said everything looks kind of lavish, but unless you're looking for Elvis trivia,
3: mm-hmm.
5: you're not. There's not that much there to do.
3: Yeah, right before I started on the show, uh, we went to Memphis. We wanted to catch a Memphis Redbirds game. Highly recommend that if you get a chance, go watch the Memphis Redbirds play. It's the Cardinals AAA team. And Terry's like, "Do you want to go to to Grayson?" I was like. Well, how much is it? And then I forget what the prices were. It's like sixty or seventy bucks a ticket or something like that. And I was like, Nah, not really, <laughs> really that expensive. Yeah, it's super expensive. Wow, that's not mentioned
5: here. Next one is Chicago's Magnificent Mile. It says it just doesn't measure up to now, the now because
4: <laughs> that, that's false when it was in its heyday, which means like not ridden with crime. Mm-hmm. There, the store, there, lots of stores have left.
5: It says most – it doesn't mention that. It says most of what's located in the Magnificent Mile can be found in most American cities at this, this is point. Is this
4: a conservative or liberal travel it's blog? It's
5: really – it doesn't really seem to have a lien, which is –
4: Which is surprising that they would hard mention to find. the crime the, the, and that's bad driven policies. Stories, yeah. Yeah,
5: driven, driven stories out of Magnificent Mile. Um, it says it shouldn't be the focal point of a Chicago vacation. It's not even really that great for the views, and it is what Rodeo Di- Drive is to Beverly Hills, Fifth Avenue to Manhattan, making it just basically the eighth most expensive place to rent in the United States and not the focus of a vacation.
4: Do these people also tell you fun places to go?
5: No, no, they hate everything. Like
4: It sounds like it. if you went to Chicago and you were doing all of the things, I think you'd want to go down yeah, the you have to put mile. that
3: on the list. I mean, you go see the Bean, Navy Pier... What's the bean?
4: Sarah the dinosaur, whatever her name is. Alice, I don't remember. You never t- heard of the bean? What's the be- no, what's the Everybody bean? Everybody knows what the bean upside is. upside down
0: bean. Bean no.
3: sculpture. Shiny. Yeah. I, maybe I haven't. I don't
5: remember that at all. I thought I'd been there, but now I'm going, well, if I missed the bean, maybe I wasn't at the right place.
4: Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> you missed the bean in Chicago? He's,
5: he's, he was in Milwaukee. That That'd be, be like, like
3: missing oh, the arch? arch. We
5: took a left <laughs> at Peoria. I thought it was Chicago.
3: Turns out it was Des Moines. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> Uh, the next one is, I, I, this one I love, so I very much disagree with it. Georgia's World of
3: Coca-Cola. I've been there. Me too. It's cool. Right?
2: Best it's very part is, cool.
3: The best part's the tasting room where they've got all the Coke products from all over the world, and the best part of that is to sit down and watch people try Beverly which is the worst-tasting soda out of all of them, and I think it's from Italy. And you just sit there, and people go by, you get these little sample cups, and they go by, and they're like, ooh, this is good. You know you can do that in Epcot. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to go do that. They have a Coke store. We
5: just did it for the first time. They don't have quite the variety of flavors in the Cool Club, but they do, which is what it's called at Epcot. But they do have a lot of them, and it is very fun to do. Yeah, I I will. The only thing I'll say is that if you go in there, take itty-bitty drinks. Because... (laughs) You will get so sugar and syrup overloaded by the end of the tasting session that you won't want to taste everything that they have to offer. But I do recommend it; very fun. Next one is forget the Alamo. Anybody been to the Alamo? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I haven't either.
4: I've only been to Austin, Texas, and that was for work.
5: This says it's one uh, of the, in most... the airport.
4: <laughs> okay, <laughs> Dallas
5: says it's one of the most famous places in Texas is the Alamo in San Antonio. Uh may be interesting to see the Alamo in person, but there's not much to it besides a tall stone building in the middle of a park. Luckily, the Alamo is a short distance from San Antonio Riverwalk where patrons can walk along scenic banks. I don't know. I still would like to see it, though.
3: Yeah. A lot, it seems like a lot of these things that they're naming are like a, a day or part, part of a day trip, and then you just see it as part of your trip to San Antonio or to Cincinnati or wherever you're going. Yeah,
5: don't make it the point yeah. of, the, of the of the trip. This
4: one, I really I need you hope... to write a strongly worded email about how going down this adventure was, in fact, potentially a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: I do do that. Yeah. I write strongly worded emails. To travel
4: blogger, What was it to called?
5: Explored planet.
4: Explored <laughs> planet. So, so, I just want to know where they want us to go.
5: Somebody tell me that they've been to, please, we're Mid-Mas- Midwesterners here, the world's largest ball of twine. No, nope. I haven't either, but everybody always talks about it. Like Where's a catch bottle. Uh, let me see here. It says it's in Kansas, Cocker City, Kansas. No. So they say, don't worry about it. It is just a ball of twine.
4: You're from Collinsville. Are you proud of the ketchup bottle? Heck yes, we are. Not we. I'm asking
5: you. Yes, I am. I am a Collinsvillian, and therefore I, I am would proud. I would go with
4: Collinsvillian.
5: No, we are 100% <laughs> of us are proud of the uh, ketchup bottle.
4: What kind of pride?
5: Uh, I I don't know what that means. Chaos wow. like pride. We, we have a parade, <laughs> if that's what you mean. <laughs> that counts. We're the condiment capital of the world. You understand?
4: Uh, I'm a game on the horseradish thing. The the horseradish
5: yeah. capital of the world and the largest Do you know ketchup why? bottle
4: because you are actually actually producing horseradish because we make
5: horseradish and it is potent. Let's go back and to it'll the open up your sinuses. Ketchup bottle that okay. was a water tower. Yes, it was. Then what? Well, now you, when you drive by it, you point at that and go. That's the world's largest ketchup bottle. No,
4: you drive by and you go, there's the ketchup bottle. Everybody does it. There's the ketchup bottle. I
5: take my hat off (laughs) whenever we go by.
4: (laughs) I'm not mad at the ketchup bottle. You're just
5: (laughs) jealous. That's what you are.
4: Edwardsville needs to build one that's just a little bit bigger.
3: (laughs) Just because. (laughs) That would be the
4: snottiest thing in the history of the world. Amazing. That would be like the most Edwardsville thing to do. (laughs) I'm from Edwardsville, people.
5: <laughs> you know what we do? We just we just expand ours a little bit, and, and it would become a thing. I'm fine with that, though. Let's do
2: that. Let's Len make Carvin that a Len Carvin steps in and is yeah. like,
4: sit down. Yeah, Boy, do we have something for you. Let's talk to Tyrus we can come back.
2: Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,